Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Western governments are wondering why the World Health Organization didn't visit Wuhan during a recent trip. EU Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan did visit Ireland and ate at a restaurant during the pandemic. Now he's resigning. And what's the risk for U.S. oil companies when a hurricane barrels down the Gulf of Mexico? Plus, the FT's James Politi previews a Jackson Hole Central Banker Symposium that'll look more like a Zoom meeting than a few days in the mountains. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. A team from the World Health Organization recently returned from a three-week trip to China. The goal was to investigate the origins of coronavirus, which was first found in the city of Wuhan. It has Western governments wondering why this team did not visit Wuhan during the trip. A U.S. official told the FT that the WHO delegation missed an opportunity to find a, quote, smoking gun. A member of the Australian parliament accused the WHO of trying to avoid offending China. China's foreign ministry said yesterday that these concerns were totally unjustified. The WHO said its team had remote conversations with senior scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And the WHO defended the trip, saying the visit was meant to lay the groundwork before a full international mission to investigate the virus. But it wouldn't say whether that mission would visit Wuhan either. And now a shakeup in the EU. The bloc's trade commissioner has officially resigned. Phil Hogan has been in hot water recently over a visit to his Irish homeland. Ireland said Mr. Hogan attended a dinner that violated a government ban on events in hotel restaurants due to COVID-19. Mr. Hogan released a statement last night that said it was becoming increasingly clear that the controversy surrounding the trip was getting to be a distraction from his work. He added that it would undermine his work in the months ahead. Mr. Hogan had been in his post for just nine months. It was a five-year term. He had been a key figure in orchestrating transatlantic trade relations. Last week, Washington and the EU agreed on its first package of reciprocal tariff cuts in 20 years. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said she respected Mr. Hogan's decision. She now is responsible for finding his replacement. A massive hurricane named Laura is barreling towards the U.S.'s Gulf Coast which means that oil refineries in the region are bracing for potential damage. BFT's Gregory Meyer explains what's at risk. The coasts of Texas and Louisiana are the heartland of the U.S. fossil fuel processing industry, or or specifically the oil and gas processing industry. Oil and gas that's drilled either offshore in the Gulf or onshore from as far away as North Dakota or Canada even, Uh, is brought to the Gulf to be refined into fuels like gasoline and diesel. Natural gas that's coming out of wells is processed and cleaned so it could be sent on to pipelines. There are natural, liquefied natural gas export terminals in Texas and Louisiana that are condensing gas for shipment on tankers overseas. So any serious damage to the infrastructure there would probably disrupt the flow of fuels and and petrochemicals. Every year, central bankers from around the world descend on a resort in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But this year, there are no mountains, 
no back rooms, no bars. This will be a fully virtual Jackson Hole amid perhaps the biggest crisis the central bankers have ever faced. James Politi is with me now with a preview of this virtual gathering. Hi, James. Uh, hi. Thanks for having me. James, if, the, if there's anything that we've learned from this pandemic is that central banks had the ammo to handle the first part of the crisis. Whether or not they have enough for the next part is a different story. But do you think there will be a consensus among central bankers at this virtual symposium as to whether these measures were effective? I think that the consensus will be that the measures they took were effective. I mean, I think that if you look at the state of financial markets in particular, in March, there was a real concern that sort of we were heading towards a dangerous crash. And now, of course, financial markets have recovered nicely in many ways. So I think that from that point of view, central bankers will be satisfied with the first stage of their response. There are questions about whether central banks might have done in a way too much or used excessive force in a way that created a sort of uneven playing field with asset prices bouncing back quickly and soaring even while sort of millions of people remain unemployed. James, Fed Chairman Jay Powell speaks today about a monetary policy review. What do you expect to hear from Mr. Powell there? So for the past year and a half to two years, one of Jay Powell's biggest projects has been to have the U.S. Central Bank revisit its monetary policy tools in a low interest rate environment. And we're not sure if uh, Chair Powell will only offer some guidelines to what the conclusions are. But the bottom line is that the Fed is sort of very close to cementing a big shift in its philosophy, which is to be more uh, lenient when it comes to inflation and to allow inflation to rise past its target potentially to sort of overshoot 2% in order to keep the economy humming, which is in contrast to its strategy for many years, which has been to preemptively raise interest rates to fight inflation. You know, James, quickly, do you think anything will be lost without, you know, the back rooms and the bars and the mountainous atmosphere of Jackson Hole since this is all going to be done virtually? Well, I think that what central bankers will say is that Jackson Hole offers them a chance to communicate in a way that they don't usually get a chance to. So they can compare notes on the sidelines of the remarks in an informal, beautiful setting without the constraints that come with official communications or official conferences. So I think that something, you know, will be lost or may be lost. Um, but the fact is that, you know, on the other hand, central bankers are often in communication with each other and speak to each other frequently. I think that from, from that point of view, they still have plenty of other avenues to coordinate policy. You know, from a personal point of view, I would have, you know, loved to be out in Jackson Hole um, <laughs> to cover my first uh, symposium uh, this summer. It's one of the real highlights uh, on the calendar if you're a, a Fed reporter. But on the other hand, I'm currently uh, in Vermont in the mountainous hills of uh, New England. And that's, I guess, as close as it gets to, uh, to Jackson Hole settings. Yeah, v Vermont's not a, not a bad alternative for what is an unusual yeah. Jackson Hole 
uh, symposium this year. James Politi is the FT's world trade editor and is covering the Federal Reserve these days. Thanks, James. Thank you. And one more thing before we go. Last night in the U.S., the National Basketball Association's Milwaukee Bucks said it would boycott a playoff game. The team's home city is just 40 miles away from Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's where police shot a black man named Jacob Blake on Sunday, and the protests that followed turned fatal. The NBA then postponed all of yesterday's games. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. It's nearly time for the fifth annual FT Weekend Festival. And this year, like Jackson Hole, we've gone digital. Wherever you are in the world, join us between Thursday, September 3rd and Saturday, September 5th for three days of debate about the social, political, and economic issues of our time. Click the link in the episode description to learn more. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.